welcome to Med School Faith, the podcast for students who are just trying to walk with Christ towards that degree. My name is Uwana, I'm a med school student, and I love Jesus. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, hi everyone. So, funny story, this is actually my third time trying to record this episode. I wrote it, and then I recorded it, and then I rewrote it, and then I re-recorded it, and then I'm writing it again. In any case, the title of this episode is The Honeymoon is Over, and it was actually inspired by a joke that I made in the step one episode about wanting honeymoon time with God. And that time was great, but then I started my rotation, so of course things got really busy. I'm still walking with God, but I feel like it's been a really slow walk for the past few months. I also figured that I'm probably not the only person who feels like their relationship with God gets a little slower or weaker when they get busier, so I just wanted to hop on a microphone and share my own experience with it. So this story picks up pretty much where the episode about the step one fast ends, so if you haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely pause this and listen to that first. But basically, I started my rotations a week after getting my step one score back. And at that time, I felt so spiritually full. And I was really excited because I had this idea of how I was going to make God the center of my third year experience. But then the first day of OBGYN came and it just hit me so hard. So I came home really exhausted and I felt too tired to pray, too tired to read my Bible, and of course, way too tired to do any of the work that I planned on doing for school. This exhaustion continued throughout the rotation, so even though I felt really energized during the day, I often found myself too tired to spend time with God when I got home. So instead, I would watch YouTube or Netflix to sort of try to decompress from the day, and then I would kind of crawl through my studying. At some point throughout the rotation, I made a commitment that I would pray for 10 minutes a day and spend 10 minutes a day working on this podcast. And that was actually pretty nice because it got my foot in the door to spend even more time with God, so more than 10 minutes, and that was really great. Fast forward to my pediatric rotation and then my rotation in the SICU, and I wasn't really coming home exhausted anymore from those rotations. At that point, I missed having the kind of time with God and in his presence that I had during quarantine, but I also missed spending time with my friends, and I really missed just sitting around and doing nothing just by myself. So I spent a lot of my free time during those rotations with friends, and then I spent a lot of time doing nothing by myself. And I wasn't really taking advantage of the time to seek God more. For me, spending time by myself and with my friends was very relaxing, but I'd never treated God's presence as a space where I could relax. It's a space that I enjoyed a lot, but not necessarily relaxing per se. So this is where I found myself three months after starting third year, and I could feel that my spirit woman wasn't as strong as she used to be. And I knew it was because I wasn't seeking God the way I was three months earlier. And so the whole situation just made me kind of sad and just a little disappointed in myself, honestly. Now, I realize that this is kind of a downer so far, but I want to spend the rest of this episode sharing what I've learned in the past few weeks about how to deal with these periods when we feel like we're juggling time between spending it with God and then spending it doing everything else that we have to do as students. And hopefully the rest of this episode will be a word of encouragement to all of you. So the first thing that I learned was that God does the heavy lifting in all of our relationships with him. Let me explain what I mean by that. So throughout my fast, I was praying a lot, and every time I approached God in prayer, I thought that I was doing it because I just felt like it, like I just had this desire to pray. But the thing is, I didn't feel like praying as much once my rotation started. I felt like taking a nap or hanging out with people. 
What ended up happening is that I would plan to pray for 30 minutes, but then when the time came, if I didn't feel like I had 30 minutes in me, I wouldn't pray at all. It felt like my prayer life hinged on me feeling like I wanted to pray. But now I realize that's actually not true. I mean, think about it. If the different aspects of our relationships with God depended on how we felt, each of us would have a roller coaster relationship where we were really strong in the spirit one month and then really weak another month. But that's not actually the case. We don't seek God because we feel like it. We do it because God has given us the grace to seek him regardless of how we feel in a particular moment. And that's what I mean when I say that God does the heavy lifting. Now, in terms of the lifting I do, I didn't have to want to pray, but I at least had to show up and say something to him. That was my own burden to carry, you know, just to show up and to try. And in showing up every time, I was giving God the opportunity to fill me with his spirit and empower me to pray longer. So I would show up with only 10 minutes in me and God would multiply my 10 minutes into 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And he does this for all of us. When we show up and we give him what we came with, he multiplies it so that we can truly encounter him every single time. So the second thing I had to learn was to make time for people who fill me spiritually. And this has been especially important for me now because everyone in my spiritual circle has less time than they did in the month of May, for example. All of us are working really hard. And so of course it's hard for us to keep up with each other. But the Bible says that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. For me, iron sharpening iron takes a few forms in my life. First, I joined a small group at church um, when those started back up. This group is another women's group and it's great because we're learning from each other and we're praying for each other on a weekly basis. So every week God has a chance to speak into our lives and draw us closer to him. In addition to this small group, the Christian women in my class got together the other week just to pray for each other. Now, I'm notorious among my friends for not letting people in when I'm struggling until the issue is already resolved, but the great thing about when we got together is that I didn't have a choice. I had to open up to them so that they could know how to pray for me. The third thing that I'm finding helpful in terms of keeping up with my relationship with God is having what I like to call a spiritual side hustle, and I'll explain this using the life of Jesus. So when Jesus was on earth, he knew what he was ultimately there to do. You know, he had to live a perfect life, he had to die on the cross in our place, and he had to rise from the dead. But if you read the Gospels, it's pretty clear that he wasn't just twiddling his thumbs like waiting for Judas to betray him. No, he had a bunch of other hustles that added structure to his time here on earth. For example, there were all of these Old Testament prophecies that he had to fulfill. Plus, he had to teach his disciples and prepare them to receive the Holy Spirit when he left. And then on top of that, he had to perform miracles. But, and this is very important, Jesus was the master of slipping away from people to spend time alone with God. And in the book of John, he's constantly talking about how he puts the will of the Father above his own will and how he's about his Father's business. So we know that Jesus' hustles were given to him by God, and I believe that the specific instructions on how to execute these hustles were given to Jesus in those moments that he spent alone with God. So to connect this back to all of us, our degree is the long-term goal, much like Jesus' resurrection, but that's pretty far in the future depending on what year you are in school. So while we're waiting for that future, I feel like it's important for each of us to spend time with God, for him to give us our side hustle and teach us how to complete it in a way that adds structure to our journey. So for example, my side hustles have included things like co-leading Christian fellowship last year, producing med school faith, working on my pride, and also learning how to show others more grace. 
God gives me feedback on how I'm doing in these arenas and he gives me directions on how to move forward. And what's great is that it's like a positive feedback mechanism. So the more time I spend with God, the more he informs my hustles. And then the more energy that I put into these hustles, the more I come back to him for guidance and feedback. The fourth thing that I learned throughout this period is that keeping up with God is a practice of spiritual maturity because it teaches us that some things in our schedule just have to be protected. Now, I admit that it's really hard to set aside time for God when you're in the middle of the semester and you just feel like you're drowning in work. And for me, there was a time in my own life when I could put anything aside for my schoolwork. But this year, I learned that time with God doesn't just need to be protected from work. It has to be protected from anything that might draw us away from his presence, which for me, as I mentioned, was a draw to do anything that I associated with quote unquote relaxation. So first, let's talk about schoolwork. I get that for a lot of us, when we neglect our time with God for school, it's oftentimes because we're afraid of what will happen if we don't spend that extra time working. And I don't want to invalidate that fear, and I'm not saying that if you're afraid, then you're spiritually immature. What I am saying, however, is that fear is an emotion, and while emotions are important, they just can't drive our decision making because they have this funny habit of lying to us. Eventually, we have to put down how we feel so that we can pick up what we know, and that's an important part of our journey towards spiritual maturity. So according to Matthew chapter 6, we know that God already knows what we need. If God brought us to school, he knows that we need grades and activities and degrees and jobs. And he's well aware that it's going to take some time and intentionality on our part to attain these things. But going back to chapter 6, we also know that if we seek the kingdom of God first by protecting the time and space we've made for him, God will handle the things that he knows that we need. Now, when I think about what I feel versus what I know regarding relaxation, I feel as though the time I spend hanging out with my friends and by myself is precious because I'm only going to get busier in my career and when I have a family. I also feel afraid that as things get busier, I'll be so tired that I'll regret not relaxing when I had a chance during third year. So those are my feelings. But what I'm coming to know is that in Exodus 33, when Moses was talking to the Lord about the journey to the promised land, the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And I'm learning what David meant when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And I'm also learning that when Paul pleaded with God concerning his own struggles, God said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, I know these things are in my head, but I wouldn't say that I fully know them in my heart, which is why I say I'm still learning. But the more I come face to face with this fact that God's presence is my ultimate source of relaxation, the easier it is for me to commit to the time I've set aside for him. Okay, so the last thing I'll share is that I had to learn to relax a little bit. Consistency is definitely key when it comes to our relationships with God, but I actually needed to show myself a little grace. This transition to third year has led to massive changes in my schedule and in the way that I expend energy every day, and I needed to give myself room to adjust, even if that meant a little maladjustment in the beginning. Having a consistent walk with God is not easy, especially when there are other things calling for my attention, but thankfully, God isn't angry with me when I struggle to prioritize my relationship with him. In fact, the Bible calls God slow to anger and abounding in mercy. So if God's not angry with me, why should I go around being angry with myself? I feel like this applies to everyone listening who feels like they've put their relationship with God on the back burner. God is not upset with you. He just wants you to want to know him deeply. And he wants you just as much today as he does on the days that you're on your Bible app streak. 
So as much as you can, please don't be afraid to just start showing up again. All right, so I hope you all enjoyed listening. And I really pray that God opens your heart to whatever he has for you in this episode. We're in the fall and this is about the time that it gets really busy for a lot of people. So if you have questions or comments about anything I've discussed, definitely reach out at medschoolfaith at gmail.com and I'll try to hit you back over email or maybe discuss it in a later episode. 